Stampede. Our number is 165, recorded 12-4-2022. think you're confused, don't worry. There are millions of Americans who feel the same way. And the reasons for that are the more confused, the more stupid you are, the less likely you'll believe in anything. That's what artificial intelligence keeps telling you. In fact, millions of Americans might be suffering from something akin to mad cow disease. You may want to ask yourself what you ate two days ago, and I'd be willing to bet unless you went to an expensive restaurant to drop $50 on a meal, you haven't the slightest idea about what you ate a couple of days ago. 
Of course, the other side of the coin is if you can only afford a few bucks every day to eat a fast food junior meal, then you can say to yourself, you aren't suffering from societal dementia. No, you're a 30-year-old normal American. But don't worry, even if you can't remember what you've been doing, there are people whose only job it is to watch you. And they keep records. In fact, they have extensive files on what you do. But unfortunately, they can't or won't tell you what you've been doing. No, their sole function is to surveil everything you do. That's why they call it a smartphone. You don't just dial in on your device talking to your mother and father about how college is going. No, there's somebody else listening in. And why shouldn't that be? Random and senseless killings are happening everywhere. So why shouldn't you call home and tell them you're okay? After all, Big Brother is looking after you, and you don't want to do or say something that could upset him. You can always get that feeling of security when lots of law enforcement agencies show up at a mass killing. There's nothing more reassuring knowing that when someone kills four or five people with a knife, that this country doesn't have a problem with mental illness, because we have law enforcement protecting us on the crime scene. I mean, shouldn't we have a police officer on every street corner? But I guess that's why they have cameras everywhere. was in Panama City, and I mean Panama City in the country of Panama, with the Panama Canal, I witnessed something equivalent to having a paramilitary police force stationed on every street corner. Panama City had a very persuasive armed military police used to stop crime. 
In the downtown center of Panama City, you could find a military soldier well-armed on nearly every street. But the most unusual thing about that was the psychological effect it created. The person for determining the soldiers who were to patrol on the streets must have been educated with a degree in psychology. If you walked to an intersection, there was a soldier who, in appearance, must have been the twin brother standing at the next intersection, and so on and so forth. Wherever you walked, there was a soldier that looked identical to every other soldier you encountered. There was absolutely no physical diversity in those soldiers, and they must have all been cloned from the same small village in Panama that practiced inbreeding. Something else I remember about Panama City. In my hotel room, someone had drawn a small circle on the wall identifying where a delicate microphone had been placed. In Panama, you didn't want to step over the line. And that, of course, came from the importance of the canal. I might say my only other sense of a persuasive paramilitary force was when I stayed in Thailand, where without the slightest provocation, you could be shot dead. But my travels to Panama and Thailand were over 50 years ago, so things may have changed since then. And I don't want to discourage anybody traveling as a tourist to those countries. But then again, the question of holding an American passport doesn't have the same value it once had. I haven't been to North or South Korea, and I suspect if you aren't right for any reason, you can find yourself in serious trouble. Sleeping, don't make a sound. Watch where you're creeping, you're walking like the whole house is falling down. The old man's asleep. Take off your shoes. Don't even peep in If you wake him up He will blow a fuse Look out for that rocking chair While you nearly tripped And hit it Look out for that slippery stair Now you did it I think he's awakened. He's right down this hall. But wait, have we been taken while the old man isn't even home at all?
boys. The old man's a-sleepin'. My feet are killing me. Well, take off your shoes. Stop that leaping man. Yeah, don't even peep in. If you wake him up, he will blow a fuse. Look out for that rocking chair. You nearly tripped and hit it. Not me. Look out for that slippery stair. Did it. I think he's awakened. He's right down this hall. But wait, have we been taken by the old man down heaven himself It'll be a sad day when paramilitary police are called to patrol cities like Los Angeles, Chicago, or New York, and I'm pretty sure their presence will be necessary. Of course, we already have something equivalent. Whenever there's a sociopath holed up with hostages, someone other than local police officers are called to deal with that threat. They're what's called SWAT teams, and they fulfill the role of what are found in other countries that use military police. But they only respond when there's a crisis unfolding. They aren't a deterrent for crime and are only used to resolve an ongoing threat to life and property. This country could easily see our military patrolling the streets of every major city in this country if a collapse comes in the economy. There's growing evidence that the production of oil may be coming to an end, and not voluntarily because it's affecting the Earth's climate. No, if it becomes apparent that oil is in short supply, it could trigger major social unrest in this country and could only be dealt with by our military. No political leaders will tell the American public that we've run out of oil, but there have been recent signs that may be what's happening in slow motion. The last major oil refinery was built in 1977 with a production rate of 585,000 barrels per day. There are 135 petroleum refineries in the U.S., and recently five major refineries with production of about a million barrels per day have closed. There have been much smaller refineries built in America with much smaller flow rates like Eli Nevada's refinery that produces only 2,000 barrels per day, first operated in 1992. But it's a curious thing to note, just recently, the U.S. lifted sanctions against the country of Venezuela in order to resume pumping oil to sell to America. Initially, Sanctions were placed on Venezuela for what America called human rights violations. 
and it prohibited Venezuela from selling its oil. But as of the end of November 2022, the U.S. has lifted those sanctions in order to supply America with oil. The question is, why would we need to import Venezuelan oil if there's an abundance of it here? Positively, do I love her? Absolutely, positively, absolutely, and how? Is she nifty? Positively, under 50, absolutely, positively, absolutely, a wow! And was she hard to get? Did I say no? And does she love to pet? Oh, 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 baby, does she love me? Positively, do I love her? Absolutely, positively, absolutely, and how? Appearances are everything when you're trying to deceive. And it wouldn't be an exaggeration to say our government would use everything it could to prevent the American people from understanding the danger of a loss in the production of oil. A realization that oil is coming to an end because oil companies can't find it or won't look for it could result in a crisis. Why would oil companies attempt to spend enormous amounts of money to search and develop oil when there's a concerted effort to have its use stopped by our government, spending billions of dollars to promote the development of electrical vehicles? 
I'm not in favor of what oil has brought to the natural world. I'm only telling you the truth of what a dramatic drop in the use of oil in this country would bring. It would create an economic crisis this country has never seen before. And if a shortage of oil is taking place, then the government's attempt to convince the American public to quickly go out and purchase very expensive electrical vehicles won't occur without a lot of pain. If there's plenty of oil to be found in America, why has the president tapped into the strategic oil reserves, attempting to keep prices for gasoline, diesel, aircraft fuel from rising? The strategic oil reserves were intended to be used solely in the time of a crisis. But our government says the depletion of the reserves will be replaced when prices start coming down and there's a glut of oil in the marketplace. But if there's a true shortage, the panic for gasoline and any other product derived from oil isn't going to be less. No, it will in fact cause serious inflation. All you have to do is see what is happening in Europe. They don't have 7 or 8% inflation. They have over 11%. And if you don't think that will bring people into the streets of every major city in Europe, think again.
I don't know who pays for steak dinners at the White House. I do know this. Our government is well over $30 trillion in debt. So I'd like to know how 200 live lobsters from the state of Maine were flown to Washington, D.C. to be cooked and buttered with some American caviar added in for good measure to feed over 300 guests for President Emmanuel Macron's state dinner. I have a very low opinion of our politicians, both Democratic and Republican. But to be honest, everybody loves to get all dressed up, to wear their tuxedos and evening gowns that cost thousands, not to mention the expensive jewelry that goes with it. Of course, that evening, the rest of America ate ground 80% fat beef, or frozen dinner. So why should anyone complain? Or if you're part of the homeless, you might have had a vegetarian dinner of beans. I'm sure even the Secret Service and the Marines guarding the guests got some of the leftovers in the kitchen of the White House. So no one was left out from the feast. I haven't any objection for the president of France coming to America. I personally love the country of France, especially because the French make it a point to appreciate beautiful things. However, Macron was here for a very specific reason. It seems the European Union, which has an 11% inflation rate, was concerned about the recent Inflation Reduction Act just passed in the U.S. Congress with a provision to spend billions of dollars to incentivize the production of electrical vehicles in order to stop the use of the production of oil. To be frank, I hate what oil has done to the natural world, but I also see most of the world's energy needs are based on it. I then can see the concern economically if oil is in short supply. I mean, this country and the rest of the world is tied to thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of industries related to oil. So to rapidly transition to other energy needs could result in inflation unseen before, if not a collapse. So I understand Macron's concern for Europe. Oil built this country's economy. So if it's in short supply, there's good reason to worry. Any little touch of heaven in your fingertips. You've got all the rest of heaven on your sugar-coated lips. Who's gonna get you some Sunday go meeting? Whose little heart leaps and wants you for keeps? Whose honey are you? Please tell me, have you really made your mind up who it's gonna be? Don't you think before we wind up we're terrific, you and me, whose honey are you? Whose dream of perfection, who's gonna raise Cain until 
you explain whose honey are you? This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Ben Sylvan and his orchestra, My Regular Girl. A 1927 Brunswick recording, Sylvan fronted thousands of recordings, estimated at between 13,000 and 20,000 songs. Then Fred Astaire, Let's Face the Music, a 1936 Irving Berlin composition for the movie Follow the Fleet. Next, a Hoagy Carmichael's 1945 recording, Shh, The Old Man is Sleepin'. Then more of the 1920s recordings. Six Jumping Jacks performing positively, absolutely. And then with more pre-Depression music by the Park Lane Orchestra, I Don't Want Nobody But You. And finally, a cut from Ruth Edding's song, Whose Honey Are You? Probably a 1926 recording. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.